Hi, I'm Matt McClory, lead pastor alongside my wife, Jill, here at Colonial Church in St. Augustine, Florida. Wanted to welcome you to Colonial Church's podcast. We are a church that believes in Jesus and people, which means we believe in you. So why not today subscribe to this podcast and choose to grow your life spiritually and in all the other ways as well into everything that God has got for you. God bless you, and I hope you enjoy this episode. It is City Care Sunday, which this is like my heart, the heartbeat of our house. God instructed us very clearly to love God and to love others. In Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven, 37, it says, Jesus replied. So these, this is in the words of Jesus, just to clarify why we're spending a whole Sunday on this, because this is the heart and soul of who we are. This is what Jesus says, love the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all of your soul and with all of your minds. This is the first and greatest commandment, and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and prophets hang on these two commandments. In other words, everything you know comes from these. These are the two most important things, love God and love others. And so we're going to spend some time talking about that. I'm sure you saw when you walked in the doors today, there is a table, and it just kind of shares some of the people that we partner with in our community Sometimes you think, oh, we should be doing X, Y, and Z. Let's do all of these things from our church. But as a church, what we've always done since the day we started was look into our community to people who are doing amazing things in the kingdom of God already and then just go, okay, God, how are you asking us to help and partner with them to help lift them up in the work that you're already doing? Sometimes we want to slap our name on something when God is actually just like, actually, I've already put my name on that. Just come alongside and let's help. Let's help some people do some things they're already doing. So there's a list we're going to put up here, and you can grab one of these so you can pray over these organizations. The St. Gerard Campus, Life Services, St. Francis House, Compacare, Reboot Recovery, Show Hope, Vision Rescue, Compassion International, Christian Surfers, RIP Medical Debt, Mops, Families Count. And there's always new organizations that we're partnering with. Um, But honestly, as a church... It's a, it's a privilege to get to come alongside these people, some of them who have been doing it for decades, and just go, how can we love on you guys and help you do what you're so amazingly doing already? So that's really cool. Um, grab one of these and pray over these people, okay? Um, this, is your, this is yours. It's not what Maddie and I partner with. It's who you partner with. <laughs> so well done. Um, another thing we're doing, especially as the holiday season kicks off, is we want to enable families to get everything they need for their homes to be able to feed their families through the holiday season. For you, it might be like, yes, I can't wait to like buy the turkey and buy all the ingredients and feed my family and put on an amazing dinner. And there are people, and you're, there's probably many people in this room that you're like, the stress just hits you. Because you're like, how am I going to give my family this? The expectations are huge. Thanks, Pinterest. You know, it's like there's the, it, the height of expectation. It's, it feels unreachable. And some people just can't get like the veggies on the table. And we're not going to let that happen as much as we're able. So what we're doing is right in the kind of coffee bar area, you can pick up these cards. There's 25, 50, 100, and 200. You can mix and match. You can like, you know, do your own math. Just add, add up as much as you want to add up, and you can purchase these. And what we're going to do is we're going to be able to buy meals for families. That might look like we give a meal to a family, and it might look like we bring a car, a Publix card to somebody or a Winn-Dixie card and say, Feed your family and, and know that your church is with you and we're praying for you. And, and the dignity of being able to go as a family and buy your food together, that's what we want to give to people this holiday season, but all throughout the year. So that's exciting. Please do that after the service. Um, yeah, City Care Sunday. 
I was kind of thinking about the things that I care about as I was thinking about City Care Sunday. I was like, what do I actually care about? And then I was making fun of myself because I started thinking about the things that I care about a lot. Like, I have this cabinet in our house, and it's right above my coffee machine, and it's where my cups go. You know, like, everybody has, like, a coffee cup cabinet, and it's strategically placed above where you're, you know, you're making the good stuff in the morning, tea, whatever. I've got so many mugs in there, but there has to be a match. There's, like, rules for the coffee cup cabinet. There has to be a match for every cup. There are no single cups in there. There, Well, there are. They're really high on the shelf because I just like to, even if it's just me drinking from that cup, I just like to know there's another one in there. (laughs) They're in there a certain way, so somebody helps me unload my dishwasher, which is a blessing. I go straight to my coffee cup cabinet after that's been done, and I rearrange the coffee cups where I like them because they all have a place. It's like, who cares what place they're in, but I care. I care about that. I like them to be in in their place. There's even like, I mean, the small ones go a certain place, and they're stacked a certain way, and only some can be stacked three high if there's like six of them. It's a whole thing. I care about my coffee cup cabinet. I care about how the clothes are folded. You know, like they have to lay flat. There's a certain way to do it. Does anybody else see that? Like, I'm the only one that really folds the clothes in our house. If Maddie folds them because he's a saint, then I go back and fold them. (laughs) as I'm putting them away. I care about people driving five five miles an hour under the speed limit in the fast lane. I care about that. I don't know why. Doesn't matter. You know you're pulling up at the same red light. Like, (laughs) so sorry for what I did when I was stressed out. Don't do that with a colonial sticker on your car. (laughs) I care when somebody rearranges my coffee table books because they're like, the magazines are stacked in the color order that I like. I, it's ridiculous, the things that I really care about. Does, am I alone in that? Or do you, it's like, thank you. These are my people. I care about ridiculous things. But I started thinking about, like, you know, that does take up some of my energy, but what does God care about? And what am I actually supposed to be spending the energy that he's giving me caring about? What does he really care about? And I just made like a little list. So I'm just going to start with the first thing. First Peter 5, 7 says, casting all your anxieties or your cares on him because he cares for you. So do you know one of the things that he cares about the most is you? We're actually supposed to give him our cares. Why? Because he cares for us. What does he care about? He cares about you. Like he really cares about you. He cares about the widows and the orphans. He cares about the brokenhearted and the crushed in the spirit. He cares about creation itself and how we steward it. He cares about you so much that he knows the number of hairs that are on your head. And this is really cool because if you think about, girls will like, you'll know what I'm saying. When you brush your hair, you're always losing hair. And if he knows the numbers of hairs on your head, even if you could count, took the time to count every hair on your head, by the time you got midway through, you would be already wrong because you would have lost hair in the process. But he knows every single hair that's on your head. He cares about you enough to know the details of who you are. He cares when you're joyful, when you're needy. He cares about his church and it moving forward to advance the kingdom of God. He cares about 
Um, in the Beatitudes, I just listed a few things that he blesses so we know he cares about. The poor in spirit, those who mourn, the meek, those that are hunger and thirsting for righteousness, the merciful, the pure of heart, the peacemakers, those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake. He cares how you love. He cares how you hurt. He cares if you're anxious about something. There's a whole passage in Matthew 6, 25 that talks about not worrying. He cares that when you worry, he wants you to give him your worries because he can take care of them all. And he, there's this, a whole passage in there that's like, don't, you don't have to worry. I care when you worry. I actually want your worries. And he cares that we keep growing as people who care. In Luke 2.52, it says, And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. So Jesus grew. Like he increased when he was on the earth in wisdom and stature in favor with God and man. So if Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and favor with God and man, then you and I should be in the process in our lives of increasing and growing in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. So he cares about all these things. He cares that we're growing and that we grow into this. But then he also invites us into the story of caring for others. And there's actually a way for you and I, when we walk into a City Care Sunday and we think, I'm actually just burnt out. How am I going to care for anybody else? But he's created a way for us to be able to care for others. He gives you everything that you need to be able to look outside of your own world and not just be a person that receives the love of God and that his love is flowing to, but a person who his love is flowing to and then flowing through. And it's if you'd imagine, like, sometimes we approach serving others as like, I'm going to bring my own bucket, and I'm going to get my own water, and I'm going to bring it to people that are thirsty. And Jesus is like, bring a bucket. I've given you a bucket. But stop getting your own water because I'm the well of life. And if you don't bring your bucket here and get it from the right supply, you're going to run out really quickly. But his well, it's never running dry. And so when he says, I want you to love me and love others, you, you have to get that in the right order. I have to get that in the right order. If I don't love God and understand that everything that I need, all of my needs are supplied in him, then I know what well to go to. You start thinking you can supply your own needs, then you're going to be, I had this picture of like animals in the desert, you know, when there's like a drought, have you, you know, like Nat Geo stuff, where they're like at the watering hole and like only certain animals go because it's like, fend for yourself. Like, only the strong survive, because there's only a little bit of resource. But we're never in that position when you realize that you're never going to run out of what you need. You're like, come over here. It's not only the strong. Everybody survives if you know where to get what you need, and this is everything that you need. Like, I'll get my bucket up. Take it. I can get another. Like, there's plenty. Like, everybody, come here. This is where you get everything that you need, and you don't burn out when you're not the source. And so when we're talking about caring for others, we have to get that order right. Love God, love others. Make sure he's your source. And so this morning, if you're looking for a title, just write down, who cares? <laughs> God cares. There's lots of thing that we, things that we care about, and you're like, who really cares? Like, my cabinet with my cups. I mean, like, at the end of the day, who cares? I kind of do, but I'm trying to let that go. I'm growing in wisdom and stature, <laughs> working on that. But this is amazing. God has made it so clear through his word how we do this, 
how do you care about the things that God cares about and then take what he's doing inside of you and point people to the right source and go, he, there's enough for everybody. I want to be a part of this. John 15 verse 4 says, abide in me and I in you. You're going to know the scripture. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. That wasn't like a trick question. <laughs> apart from me, you can do nothing. Nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers, and the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burns. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. By this, my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Okay, as the Father has loved me, source, so I have loved you. Do you see it? As the Father loves me, so I have loved you. You want to love somebody? Make sure your source is right. As Christ has loved me, as the Father has loved me, as the Holy Spirit loves me, I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you. This is amazing. Why? That my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. Let's pray. God, we love you so much and it's beautiful to open your word again this morning, God. And read a passage from the heart of God that we've heard so many times and see how you bring it alive in us again because your word is living and it's active. And Father, we say this morning, help us to learn to love you and to love others the way that you created us to. Show us, God, through your word and help us to say yes to you and to do it your way in Jesus' name. Amen? Awesome. Okay, props are coming up because it's my turn to preach. So we're going to have... A tree. Tommy told us that it was a two-man job to carry this tree. It's not, because Tommy's so strong. <laughs> All of a sudden, he just came out this morning, one-man one man band. It's a heavy tree. Mike's injured. Mike's injured. Oh, I'm sorry, Mike. You okay? Okay, great. Fantastic. So we have a tree up here. We'll get to that in a minute. Okay, so point number one. Abide in him. Pretty simple. Going straight from the text. The Greek word for abide is meno. It means to remain or to continue to exist or to persist. But in this particular passage that we're reading from, it translates to mean more of like a close, intimate, permanent relationship between the believer and God. So this is not like abide like I'm standing next to and we're doing this together, me and God. This is like we are doing this together, and I have an intimate, personal relationship with him. There's like a back and forth. It's not just me like trying to follow a bunch of rules and religion. It's me communing with God and being a part of a conversation where I'm hearing from him, and then I'm acting. So this is, when you say abide, this is the kind of abide that we're talking 
about. Not just like, abide in me, that's so nice, and bear fruit. Abide, bear fruit. Like, get close, up close and personal. And John actually uses this word for abide out of 118 times that it's used in the New Testament. He uses it 40 of 118 times. So I just thought that was cool because you're probably not writing down that statistic because, like, who cares? But I think it's amazing because it obviously means something. John obviously cared a lot that we understood that abiding was not just this idea of walking next to somebody, but it was about getting up close and personal. So when you write down abide in him, I mean get up close and personal with him. That's how you love God is you're up close and you're personal. It means staying. It means to remain. And if you look at this tree and you imagine a tree outside that's planted in the ground, in the elements, there is a a point in that tree's existence in the elements that it's going to experience all different kinds of weather, right? There's sometimes it's going to be nice and sunny. You're going to get like some cool breezes blowing through. You're going to get lots of rain that you need, but like not too harsh, you know? And it's a great time to be a tree. And there's other times when you're a tree and like the elements hit you and it's cold and the wind's blowing hard and you're like, am I going to make it through this storm? And it's hard to be a tree. And I, I just had this image in my head of like, we get the option in the middle of the storm sometimes to, to choose something easier. Maybe to stop getting what we need from the source and actually the, the roots and the things that keep you from blowing over. And we're like, you know what? I could actually, my friend's over there and they're gonna bring me into what they got. Oh, I went too deep, it's too thick. They're gonna bring me into what they've got going on and I'm gonna maybe move into the house for a little while where the temperature is controlled, you know, and there's not a lot I have to worry about. The breeze isn't coming through there. But the thing about not getting what we need from the source is that this has a shelf life. And so when you're not getting what you need from the one who created you and knows all of your needs and you take yourself outside of the source where you're created to get everything you need from, you can only make it so long here. And you might even come with fruit. But you can never reproduce fruit unless you're attached there's a time where you might be green and thriving and might look really healthy, but the reality is if you stopped getting what you need from the source, you have a shelf life. And the reason that you need to stay close and that you need to abide is because apart from him, you can do nothing. Your sustenance comes from the vine. You want to give something to somebody else? and not run out of what you're giving to somebody else. I'm gonna show you 2 Corinthians 1, verse three and four says, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort that we ourselves receive from God. So you wanna comfort somebody? You need to be comforted by the one who comforts. And then you can give his comfort. You don't need to give your comfort to somebody. You give his comfort to somebody. And I just want to clarify here. You, if you're a believer, you cannot be snatched out of the hand of God. So this is not like, if I stop abiding, I'm out. This is like, 
if you choose to not get stuff from the source, you're going to run out of source. Okay, we'll talk about the way that we got grafted in later. But this is not a lose your salvation conversation. This is a um, lose your energy, lose what you have to give to somebody else, lose, you like, lose the source conversation. Does that make sense? Okay, so there are signs when we stop abiding. Here are some signs. We start to lose hope. Do you feel hopeless? It's, a, it's like a temperature check. If I'm feeling hopeless and lost, it means I'm not at the source I'm supposed to be at. This is what it says in Ephesians 2, 12. It says, in those days you were living apart from Christ. In other words, when you were apart from him, separate, you were excluded from citizenship among the people of Israel, and you did not know the covenant promises God had made to them. You lived in this world without God and without hope. If you've lost hope, it's like a heart check. Have I been abiding? Because when you're with him, there's always hope. He, hope is the anchor for your soul. That's Jesus. He's, so if, if you feel like there's no anchor, you need to go, how, what does my abiding look like? How have I been staying? And it says, but now you have been united with Christ Jesus. Once you were far away from God, but now you have been brought near to him through the blood of Christ. Practically for me, this is what it looks like. If I say I'm going to abide in him, these are some things. The first thing I do when I wake up in the morning is I read scripture. That's like non-negotiable for me. When my alarm goes off and I hit snooze five times, and then once I've hit snooze five times and I've decided that I'm going to give in, (laughs) then I open up the Bible on my phone and I read scripture. Sometimes I'm in like a, a, a series or something that I'm doing that I start out there, but often I just go to my Bible app and I look at the verse of the day and I watch the person that gives like the talk and, I'm, and I just let it encourage my soul and wake me up. And it's just, it's fast. It's not, this is not like, this is not my devotional time where I'm sitting down and I'm writing. I'm just talking about the first thing I want in my brain when I wake up in the morning is the word of God. There is, we live in a day and age where it's like, you can't tell me that's not the easiest thing in the world to do to wake up and get it in your soul. You need it. It's like not drinking water when you wake up. Get up, get to the source, and then start going about your day. So I read the word every single day, morning and night, start and finish. And then I talk to God throughout the day. I just have a conversation with him. I invite him into like everything. The things that are like, you know, I think, does he even care about this? Why not? I'm just gonna talk to him about it. When I call my dad, he doesn't hang up on me if I'm not talking to him about something interesting. Thanks, Dad. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? He wants to hear from you. But here's something really cool. When When you understand that God is the beginning and he's the end, he's always been speaking. He spoke everything we know into existence. We're actually just in a response, perpetual response to him. So we think sometimes I'm starting a conversation with God right now. No, no, he's been speaking. And you can actually just take a minute and sit in his presence and ask him what he wants to say to you and then respond to that because he's always been talking. So I just have a conversation with God. I get around his people. My core group of friends are people that love God and who walk according to his purpose. That doesn't mean I have a bubble that I don't go outside of. I have this core group of friends because we sharpen each other as iron sharpens iron and we spur each other on towards the goal. And then outside of that, we run out into the world to make sure everybody knows the source that we're pulling from. But I have a core group of people that stirs me and spurs me on. And then I get to church every Sunday. Like, believe it or not, there are Sundays when Maddie and I are like, I don't want to (laughs) go. It was a really hard week. 
this really hard thing happened and it's really hard to get here. And there are Sundays when you're gonna be like, I don't wanna make it, somebody offended me. Like, I don't, you could think of a hundred reasons, but I'm telling you right now, I have, I have never regretted getting to church, ever. And you know, when you get to church, you're a part of something that Jesus Christ is building. He said, I will build my church and not even the gates of hell will prevail against it. So when you sit in this room, this is his church. And regardless of what you think is going on around you, Jesus Christ is building it because he said he would. And that's pretty amazing. So what do you do? We abide and then number two, we bear fruit. Do you know you can't force fruit? It's like, you can like will it to be, you know? But fruit can only come from the source. So this cutting of this tree without being attached cannot produce its own fruit. It can't, there, no new buds are gonna grow from here, right? That's it. And the fruit that came when it was attached to the source, the, the fruit that came from the source can drop to the ground and produce fruit. But this cutting right here, once this is gone that came from the source, there's no more fruit. You and I can't create our own fruit. We can only see fruit in our lives. When we, when we love God and we wanna start loving others, the only way the loving others comes without burning out is when we're attached to the source. You can't force fruit. Fruit is the overflow, it's not the purpose. Fruit was never meant to be the thing that was celebrated. Fruit, fruit is like, when the fruit finally comes, just let it go to somebody and then back to the source. The source is already producing more fruit. I was never about the fruit. I was just about what I, where I was getting my supply from and then this thing just burst forth from me because I couldn't help it. There was so much in me, so much nourishment, so much goodness that the fruit just came out. But like I'm already waiting to see what fruit's gonna come next because God's not done yet. And like give away the fruit, great, be blessed. And now we're going on. Like we're moving on to the next thing that God is doing. And the cool thing about fruit is you see this orange fruit over here and you see this green fruit is God will drop the fruit when it's time. But you start trying to go, look at the fruit! And you're just giving all the fruit away and you're like, yeah, have this one! And it's bitter and it's not ready, it's an immature fruit. You just trust God what to do with the fruit. You start giving the fruit away too early because you're so impressed by the fruit that came out of your life, you might give somebody something that's bitter and is never meant to be eaten at that point. So just let God give the fruit. You will naturally bear fruit. It will be an overflow of your life if you just trust God and get it from the source. If you don't see any fruit yet, stay. This tree does not bear fruit all year round. There are seasons when it's in the process of getting to the point where more fruit will come. But does the tree shrivel up and get discouraged because there's no fruit? No, the tree is just drawing from the source and in the right season, fruit will come. So if you don't see fruit yet, just remain, abide, stay. If it's cold, it's all right, spring is coming. Remain, abide, because the natural overflow of just remaining is fruit. Your fruit will come and it will show the world that you are a disciple, but he might be in the process of making you a disciple. Don't give up in the process, the fruit will come. He's called us to be people who love 
him. We love God and we love others, but we can't get those two things mixed up. We've got to stay. We've got to be close. It's not just a religious act that we participate in on a Sunday morning. It's communion with believers and with God. And everything that you're hoping for, all the things that feel unfulfilled in your life right now are meant to create in you this insatiable desire to just get to the source so that they can be fulfilled. The needs that you feel are not meant to send you searching somewhere else for the fulfillment. They're meant to point you directly to the one that can fulfill all of your needs according to his riches and glory. So who cares? God cares. He cares about you. He cares about me. And he cares about the people that are in our city that are in desperate need of the hope of Jesus Christ. There's this incredible scripture that talks about, if you imagine, let's just take this off for a minute. Oh, it's cool. Is this, Mariel? Don't eat it. It's, it's kind of sour. It's like a lemon and an orange cross together. You can season fish with it, apparently. I don't know. If you imagine that this, let's call it a grapefruit tree. Completely different from this tree. This is what happens, and this is what God has done for us, and I think this is just a beautiful picture. When we were far off, before we knew Christ, we were separate. We were a totally separate plant. We were not attached to the vine, and what happens is Christ grafts us into the tree. I'm gonna read it to you. Romans 11:24 says, For if you were cut from what is by nature a wild olive tree and grafted contrary to nature into a cultivated olive tree, how much more will these, the natural branches, be grafted back into their own olive tree? And this is talking about um, the Jews and the Gentiles. The Jews were God's chosen people, and when they rejected Christ, this is talking about them being welcomed in, grafted back in as a part of the tree, and, and the Gentiles, which is me, separate from God, a completely different tree, Jesus, because of Jesus, I get to be grafted into this tree. And so for you and I, it's the idea of not just being like planted next to the tree, but I'm a part of the tree now. And that's how Jesus describes what happens when we say yes to him, we're adopted into the family. So if you imagine the blood of Jesus, which we sang about earlier, is what is the is the tape <laughs> that binds us back into the family of God or binds us to the family of God. And so what happens is the blood of Jesus covers us and we get grafted in, never meant to have been a part of this, into the tree. And all of a sudden we're a part of the family of God. And so we were separate. There was no way that we could have gotten to the source to get what we needed. But only because of Jesus are we able to be attached the life-giving tree that can give us everything that we need. And the only way that that could happen is by God sending his one and only son so that you and I could have life. He died and he rose again and it was his blood shed on the cross that binds us into the family of God. Is that not like, what? And that's why you and I get to love God and, and love others. And so we're just gonna stand for a minute together. 
And I just, I want to give us a chance to respond right now because when you understand that you were over there and it, didn't, it doesn't matter what you do, you were never getting what you needed from all the other places. It was just like there was a shelf life to you. But because of Christ, we, we can now have eternal life. And I just want us to take a moment and respond to that because if that's you this morning and you're like, nothing has fulfilled what's in my heart. I've looked everywhere. I'm here to tell you you can stop looking because there is a source that will supply all your needs and his name is Jesus Christ. So with our eyes closed and our heads bowed all across the room, I just wanna give you a chance to say yes to him and say, I want you to graft me in. I wanna get to the source. I wanna abide. I wanna bear fruit and I know it only comes from you, Jesus. So I wanna say yes to you today. So if that's you all across this room and you wanna surrender your life to Jesus Christ, would you just lift your hand up? straight up in the air so we can pray together in a minute. I'm not going to make you come to the front. Thank you. That's awesome. Amen. I'm not going to make you like walk forward. I'm not going to embarrass you. I just want to know who I'm praying for. So if you want to say yes to Jesus, awesome. Just put your hand up high and we're going to pray together. Amazing. Let's say this prayer together. Dear Jesus, thank you that you love me. Thank you that you died for me and that you rose again so that I could have life. Forgive me of all my sins, of all the things I've done wrong. I make a choice today to follow you, Jesus, for the rest of my days. I am now a child of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Awesome. Awesome. That's amazing. Well, welcome to the family. <laughs> this is how you start. You abide. You get close. You didn't just check a box. You got a Father in heaven that loves you. You have Christ Jesus who lives in your heart. And you have the Holy Spirit who's a gift to you and is with you and helps you live your life. And this is where you start morning and night. Just start reading. Do a psalm a day, a proverb a day. Ask somebody. We'd love to help you. And you can grab these just in the lobby as you go out. They're free. They're just a gift to help you get started. Um, so please let us help you with that. And then before we go, I just want to pray for us as we go to really be stirred in our hearts with what God is calling you to do to love others. If you feel weary, I believe this is God just saying, quit trying to earn like my joy by serving me from a different source. He's called us to abide in him so that he can give us joy and that his joy in us would be our joy made full. So if you've lost the joy, it's because there's something has gone wrong with the source. And I just wanna give us a minute to go, God, show me how to love you first and love others because you're not gonna burn out when you do that. And I'm telling you right now, you're called to love others. And there are people in our city that desperately need you to get your strength from the source so that you can serve them and love them well. But God is not asking you to martyr yourself on like the, on the altar of your own source. His joy becomes full in you when you go to him. So let's pray. Father, thank you that you're opening our eyes and ears right now to what you're saying to each one of us by your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, show us where we need to redirect our hearts and draw from the right source. Holy Spirit, show us where we need to give our yes Holy Spirit, show us where we need to give our no to make way for the next yes. God, just show us how to walk with you, how to abide in you, and how to bear fruit the way that you've called us to bear fruit. 
God, thank you for your church. We pray, pray that you would bless every person in this room as they walk out these doors to love you and to love others in Jesus' mighty name. Amen? Amen. We love you, church. Have a great Sunday. Thanks for listening to that podcast. We pray it blessed you and empowered you in all that God's got for you. Why don't you share that with a friend, someone who maybe needs to hear it. We'd love for you also to visit us um, either online at colonialchurch.life or here at church at 550 State Road 207 here in St. Augustine, Florida. Be blessed.